The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First and Ten Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Your host, myself, Dave Sturcio, alongside two of the primo writers of bloggingtheboys.com. That's Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis. And today, we are following up last week's banger of an episode with another incredible guest. Ladies and gentlemen, tight end of the Dallas Cowboys right now, joining us, Sean McEwen. What's going on, Sean? How you doing, guys? Uh, thanks for having me on. I see right away you're rocking the the hat. You got to endorse the hat. We all have one of those. I think I know it for at least me and Tony have one of those hats, but Aiden's probably behind the ball here. But I, I think that hat has, has made its rounds around all parts of the country, man. So shout out to you wearing that. Oh, yeah. Shout out True Brand. Uh, ben Danucci, that's my guy. Uh, check out their Instagram. Uh, they got some great stuff on there for sure. Yeah, man. So definitely a lot of cool stuff over there. So first and foremost, obviously, you know, as Cowboys fans, we're trying very hard to just move on from last year, right? We don't want to really dive in too deep, but we got to know a couple things, especially your role on this team. Um, talk to me a little bit about what the expectation was going into last year. Obviously, we all know how it ended, but just overall, your your experience under the, the coaching regime, playing under guys like Dak Prescott, just overall, just how things went in 2021. I mean, yeah, for personally, for me, I thought uh, I made a lot of strides in my game, um, you know, kind of figuring stuff out second year in the league, uh, not a rookie anymore. So you got a little more experience and, uh, you know, just tried to make some some gains in the offense and, you know, make my role a little bigger there, uh, you know, still playing special teams and all that. So, uh, you know, I thought it was, it was a really good year for me. Um, you know, I love playing for Dak, playing for Coach McCarthy. Uh, you know, they're, they're great guys. Dax are they're a great leader for us, honestly. So, um, you know, I definitely love playing for him. And, uh, you know, I, I just thought, obviously, it was a disappointing loss to end the season. But, you know, other than that, I thought it was a, it was a good year for me. You mentioned the strides that you made last year. One of those strides was catching your first NFL touchdown. So we all want to know. Bigger moment in 2021. You catching your first NFL touchdown on Thanksgiving for Michigan finally getting the win over Ohio State. <laughs> that's that's a tough one. <laughs> um, man, I mean, I got to say, bigger moment for me personally has got to be the touchdown. Uh, I mean, that was 
you know, crazy uh, experience. I wasn't really expecting it to happen, but, uh, you know, I'm glad it did. And, you know, it just worked out that way. But definitely excited to get that one. Uh, I got my – I still got the football. got in the case here in my apartment. But, I mean, that – that Michigan victory felt pretty good too. <laughs> I wish I was there for it on the team still, but you know, I, I'm proud of those guys for, for finally getting that done. Sean, you, so you were talking about the the progression from not being a rookie anymore to being a second year player. Can you kind of touch on a little bit of what you kind of learned coming from, you know, Michigan playing in the big 10 to, Oh man, I'm in the NFL now. And just kind of the, how different it was going from college to pro. And then when you got there year one, you're like, this is what I got to do now to take it to the next level in year two. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like playing for Michigan, I mean, it's basically like an NFL stage, uh, just playing in the big house in front of a hundred thousand people. Um, you know, there's, there's not much a bigger stage than that, you know? So I felt like the transition, uh, that like from Michigan to the NFL, it wasn't too hard. Um, you know, it was kind of similar just because of how, you know, the big 10 is how Michigan is always being, uh, you know, a powerhouse like that playing against the best competition, um, you know, against other guys in the big 10, um, and, you know, guys that are in the NFL now. So I think that definitely helped me out a lot. Um, and, you know, just as a rookie, you really have no idea what to expect, uh, you know, coming in, you're just bright eyed and bushy tailed and, and ready to go. And, uh, you really just, got to grind the whole year uh there's there's really no break and then once you hit the off season it's just like wow that that kind of flew by so um you know you, you definitely come in the year two with a lot more experience uh you know what you got to do how you got to train all that kind of stuff what you need to work on and get better at so i definitely uh you know tried to do that all off season um you know just trying to get myself better what i need to work on um, working out with Dak, all the other receivers and tight ends. And, you know, they're just trying to learn stuff from them. I know uh, working out with Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin, they're the two great guys, great tight ends. So I definitely learned a lot from them. And, you know, like I said before, Dak, he's a great leader. He, you know, has us over at his house running routes and stuff like that all off season. So, um, you know, looking forward to getting back to doing all that stuff again this this upcoming offseason. Yeah, so you mentioned, obviously, you know, in that same tight end room with Dalton Schultz and, and, and um, Blake Jarwin. Now, obviously, things can very much change. It, it's the NFL. You know, you, you're, you know, well, as well as everybody here on this podcast, as well as every Dallas Cowboy fan, that that room, that roster, there's a lot of change. And we know that you're there next year. Right. And we don't know what's going to happen with the tight end room. But outside the tight end room and learning from guys like Dak Prescott, is there anybody that you really like can find it in as far as like in the locker room? Like we we get that you're doing you're working with the tight ends and the receivers, and that's one thing. But is there anybody on the team that you really turn to for either advice, leadership, or just overall just moral support in, in your first two years in the league? Yeah, I mean, I feel like any of the guys that I came in with in my class, uh, you know, we got a tight bond, especially coming in as rookies, you know, guys like cd lamb and you know all those guys are really cool guys and um you know my my locker buddies uh neville gallimore and he's a great dude uh very funny um and uh, i think you know i definitely uh talked to leighton vander a lot too uh another experienced guy in the locker room 
And I think that's that's one thing that the the Cowboys do a good job of is, you know, they kind of mix all the offense and defensive players together. And I feel like it's kind of separate on on other teams. I mean, everyone does it different, but I feel like at least on our team, uh, you know, the offense and defense, we all hang out together. It's not uh, like separate clicks or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, all, all those guys, we got a lot of great dudes in the locker room. And, uh, you know, they're all very helpful whenever you need it. So I feel like I got a, a lot of people to lean on for sure. That's great. And Sean, one of those people I would assume is your former Michigan teammate, Nick Eubanks, who I'd like to believe that you had some hand in bringing to the Cowboys in this past season. Is there any Michigan players that's coming into this rookie class that you've kind of banged your hand on the table saying, we have to look at this guy. I played alongside him, or at least he was there while I was there. And I would like us to take a look at him. Yeah. I mean, every year in Michigan, there's so many uh, NFL guys coming out. I mean, there's, there's always plenty of dudes. There's so much talent there. Um, you know, I'd love to get Aiden Hutchinson over here. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> we all our like league that. would like Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> yeah, he's he's crazy good. Um, so I mean, I'm sure. Hopefully, we we bring in some other guys in this upcoming draft. That'd be great. Uh, I need some more guys uh, to kind of go against Zeke. You know, he's <laughs> he's always talking about Ohio State. So. Uh, he wasn't too happy when uh, when they lost this year. Had to had to fork up some cash to me, but <laughs> we'll see how it goes next year. <laughs> I think he's got a couple pennies to spare. You know, don't worry about it. Yeah, he'll yeah, be all right. He'll, he'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, um, so not you're not to kind of give up any tools of the trade, but as you get into off season year three here, is there anything that you're kind of super focused on? Anything that you really kind of want to hone in this off season to kind of progress and get better in as you go into next year? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, right now it's it's really just lifting, getting stronger again, uh, kind of recovering from last season and, and the injuries I had. So really focusing on that and, uh, you know, just trying to get healthy, stronger, uh, get back to where I was. And really this, this year I'm going to focus on putting a little more weight on, uh, try to get up to 255, just play around that weight. Um, I was probably like, between 245 and 250 last year so gain a little weight get a little stronger um you know it's always it's always good to be faster and stronger so <laughs> uh definitely want to focus on that uh you know obviously get with Dak keep running routes with him uh get that timing down and and um you know just see see where that takes me now, a lot of people, uh, you know, within the last couple of years, there's been a little flack around uh, the with, with it, members of the media or fans like us and just, you know, around Kellen Moore. Right. And his offense. Um, talk to me a little bit about what that what his offense entails as far as like the learning curve. When you came into the league, Kellen Moore was there. Right. And then Kellen Moore was there again last year trying to audition for head coaching jobs. And it just turns out that Kellen Moore will be back in year three. Tell me the significance to playing for the same offensive coordinator for a third straight year. You know, I think it's great just because I don't have to learn another offense. <laughs> and uh, like you said, it's it's definitely tough coming in, learning a whole new offense. And really, NFL, any NFL offense is, is going to be complicated. There's so much to it. Um, but I felt like, once again, just, just bringing up Michigan, we ran an NFL offense. So, um, you know, obviously there's, there's different terms and names for everything, but it's, you know, essentially there's only so many football plays you can, you can run and 
um, you know, it's kind of just reworking your mind to uh, to the new names, new terms, how they do things. And uh, once you get that down, it's it's really just executing your job on those plays. So uh, him coming back in year three is definitely definitely great for me. Um, I know the offense, know the system, and you know you can just get working on yourself and your technique and just trying to perfect, uh, you know, those plays and routes that you're going to be running. You mentioned a lot of learning and the tight tight end is a position that I feel like a lot of people don't realize takes a lot of mental ability to just learn the offense. So this year, the Cowboys offensive line, there seemed to be a constant reshuffling, whether that be the injury, whether that be the personnel, as a tight end, how hard is it to adjust whenever you have another offensive lineman come in, learning their tendencies, learning how they're going to, whether that be um, cut a block, whether that be how they're going to pull? Is it difficult to learn a new offensive lineman's tendencies? Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, you know, when you when you play next to someone for so much, you get used to how they how they fit blocks, uh, double teams, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, every guy's a little different. You got to just kind of build that chemistry with them. And that's why, you know, having the same offensive line all year is for, for the chemistry purposes is so good, but obviously that's not always possible with injuries and stuff. So, um, you know, especially with the tackles uh, playing tight ends, you guys are, we're usually double team with the tackles on run plays um, or if we're in pass protection, working with them. So, uh, you know, when there's tackles coming in and out, you, you got to know who's there for sure. And, uh, you know, like I said, everyone's different. So um, just kind of get used to them. And uh, you obviously got to do it as quick as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, hey, Sean, um, everybody talks about that. Uh, welcome to the NFL moment. Do you have a moment in your mind when you think about, man, like, hey, I'm here now. Like, this is this is crazy. I've made it. Yeah, I would say probably my my rookie year. Um, you know, I, I was the fourth fourth tight end really in the room with uh, Jarwin Schultz and Blake Bell, and then uh, you know Jarwin got hurt that first game, so yeah, you know, I was kind of thrown in there on special teams. Um, and I remember just being on kickoff return and uh, you know trying to block. I think I don't even remember who, someone on the Cardinals and he just r- literally ran down my face <laughs> and uh, I was just like, damn, like that hurt <laughs> like, not or anything, but I was just like, all right, so this is like what the NFL is all about, you know? Um, so that, that kind of was like my welcome to the NFL moment for sure. Um, and definitely was ready for him on the next, next kickoff. <laughs> You mentioned you mentioned special teams, obviously, and that's a pivotal role. If you can make it, you know, a carve a niche out for yourself or carve a role out for yourself on special teams, you'll be a cowboy forever. Really, that's what it seems like. Um, talk to me about playing for Bones Fossil. Is he is he as high energy as he is, where he comes off or on all of his press conferences? And and obviously, we all were privileged to watch you guys on Hard Knocks last year, and we just kind of. I mean, the stories he were giving, he was giving out was a little outlandish. And you're like, okay, well, what's this guy really about? Talk to me a little bit about playing for uh, Bones. Yeah, I love Bones. Um, like you said, he always he's bringing the energy, the juice. There's never like a dull meeting with him. Like no one's ever falling asleep because you know he's he's keeping everyone involved, uh, getting us all going. And he just really 
he's just so passionate about the game and uh, he really cares about football and he cares about his guys. And, you know, you don't see that out of, out of all coaches in the NFL. Um, but I just think he's, he just loves football. He loves ball. Um, and he comes in every day and uh, it's, it's infectious and, you know, everyone loves playing for him. Uh, he's, he's a great coach, obviously, you know, we had one of the best special teams units in the NFL last year. So playing for him is, is great. Um, and I'm glad he's, he's still around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's, yeah, that's, it seems like playing for a guy like Foss would be the best thing in the NFL just because of how high energy is, like Sturge said. Um, I was just curious, you spent, it seems like you spent a good amount of your time with Darwin and Schultz and you speak very highly of them. And that's great to hear. I was just wondering, is there a difference in how you learn from the two? Is one, like, do you go to Darwin when you want to learn how to pass protect and Schultz when you want maybe learn how to slide in? um coverage or and when you're catching the ball is there that is there a difference in how you learn from the two or are both just really great sources of information yeah i mean i think they're they're pretty different uh players and and how they their play style um you know obviously jarwin's really long and lean and and fast and uh schultz is more of uh you know quick and the route runner and uh you know a little heavier but I think they both they both have good insight on on different things. Um, you know, like I said, uh, Jarwin definitely helped me out with with releases and and running routes and stuff like that. And uh, you know, Schultz has a lot of good points on on blocking technique. And you know, he's he's a real smart guy. He he always knows everyone's job on every play. So. Um, you know, it's good to have, you know, two guys like that with, with different perspectives and, and different techniques that they use to, to kind of grab from and, and use in my game. You know, um, us being from Massachusetts, I don't know if many of these guys know it, but high school football on Thanksgiving is a big deal. Now you go to a team in the NFL where Thanksgiving is, you know, it, you can't have Thanksgiving without the Dallas Cowboys. And then to kick it off, you get your first touchdown on that day. Could you kind of describe like the feeling like you cross that goal line and you got the ball in your hand? Like, are you thinking like, man, I got to do, I got to get busy right now? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> man, I was, I was just so excited. I didn't even know what to do. Like I didn't have a celebration planned out. Yeah, all I knew was I just better hold on to that football. <laughs> I was not letting, I wasn't letting anyone take that. And uh, so, really, I just got swarmed by everyone. And uh, honestly, the the first thing that I thought of was, man, I'm I'm just really tired. I gotta get to the bench. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, all right, I I gotta hold on to the football too. And um, I think Zeke, Zeke tried to like take it from me as a joke at one point, but <laughs> I wouldn't let him have it. Uh, but man, yeah, it was just a crazy feeling, uh, you know, adrenaline rush. And uh, especially doing it on Thanksgiving, like you said, it was 
it, the atmosphere was insane. AT&T was rocking. Um, and my, my girlfriend was in attendance too there. So it was, uh, it was just a great day overall besides losing. I wish we won, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, that was a tough loss, but no, I mean, it was, it was a great feeling. Yeah. So, so now that, you know, we've been talking about the guys you, you, you know, talk to and confine in and learn from, you got, I mean, we can't talk about the Dallas Cowboys and, and your practice reps without talking about the guys that are lining up across from you sometimes. Can you give me a little bit of an insight of just how good, how fast Micah Parsons really is when he has to line up across from you? You either got to chip him or you got it, or he's covering you or, you know, like this, explain to me about the, 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 the word special has been thrown around about this kid. I mean, that's justified, right? Oh yeah. He's, he's a freak. Um, you know, it's, you don't see that kind of like power and explosion with that type of speed. Um, you know, he's, he might be the fastest guy. I think he is the fastest guy on our team, <laughs> which is just like, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. He's like 240, <laughs> 245. Like it's crazy. Um, like I know we always do like a little five yard with, with bones actually. And, and during special teams, we'll do like a, a five yard like race. Um, and it's, it's just on the snap. He'll snap the football and, uh it's really just for like get offs and stuff like that so all, all the special teams uh guys always do it and mike is not even on special teams and he just comes over because he wants to try to win <laughs> and he probably wins almost every time <laughs> and he's always At that point, you're just like get off the field Micah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and him, him and cd are, are always uh betting on it trying to see who, who wins and uh you know i was pretty surprised that that mike could beat out cd because you know cd can fly that's crazy yeah he's but you know he's just awesome talent obviously um had a great season so it's it's good to go against someone like that uh in practice obviously it just makes everyone better well the combine's coming up so that means that we're already looking forward to 2022 so i hope you didn't blink because we're now looking forward to next season over the back half of 2021 you really saw your role on offense increase and it was great to watch your development and becoming a key contributor to this offense i was just curious what are you most excited about for next season is there something that whether that be working with Dak, whether that be meshing more in the tight end room what are you looking forward for next year yeah i mean like you said just just keep on growing my role uh i thought i did a good job of that last year in camp kind of uh coming in and and doing well in camp and, and getting a lot of opportunities um from that and so I, was, I had some injuries that that kind of hindered me a little bit. I had the high ankle sprain in preseason, which uh, really sucked because, you know, I felt like I was kind of on a roll, uh, you know, doing some good stuff, playing good ball. But, uh, you know, coming coming back from that was tough uh, in the middle of the season. And, um, you know, but they still gave me opportunities to play. And, um, you know, I thought I did a good job. And, you know, I still battled some other injuries late in the year, too. I had a couple stingers in my neck, so – um, you know, really just working through all that and still being able to play and, and show them what I can do. Um, you know, I'm just really excited for next year and, you know, I'm going to try to keep growing that role, uh, get rid of the injuries and, and stay on top of that and, uh, just see where it takes me. Yeah. You know, we, we know how, you know, the way that 2021 ended, nobody was happy with it, right? You know, 12 and five division winner and, and losing the playoffs. But beyond that, I think all of us felt like, 
the chemistry within this team and then that locker room. And you could speak better to it than we can. Um, from the outside looking in, it looked like a special unit of guys that really were playing for each other, a, a team that just looked like they bonded well. And you've been in a ton of locker rooms yourself. Could you attest to that feeling that this team really like was playing for each other? And it, could you see that kind of move into 2022 the same way? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, it was a big difference from my rookie year in 2020. Um, you know, we had some some guys in there that, you know, weren't exactly, uh, you know, team first players, I'd say. And then, uh, you know, I think they added some some guys in, in last year's class that that really brought our, our locker room closer together. And, you know, like you said, I felt like guys were we're playing for each other and, you know, we all had the same goal and that was to win the Super Bowl. And I think, you know, we were going to do whatever it took. And, um, you know, guys, guys really bought into that for sure. Um, everyone on the team was close, like offense, defense. We all hung out together outside of football. Um, and it was, it was really, we had a lot of chemistry in the locker room and that definitely helps you win games when, you know, guys aren't playing for themselves. They're actually playing for their other teammates. And, uh, you know, I think hopefully we can keep that going next year and, uh, you know, bring more guys in and have them buy into that team culture that we created this year. And, uh, you know, sky's the limit, really, when you when you got a team that's, that's that close and uh, has that type of bond. This might be a little bit of a harder question to answer, but, you know, Aiden wasn't even on the planet the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. And obviously me and, and, and uh, Tony have been really struggling as fans for basically our entire lives. You said the sky's the limit. Just how close is this Dallas Cowboys team to a Super Bowl, man? Do you feel it? Do you feel it in your bones that, like, this Cowboys team is right there? Is, is Dak the guy that's going to be able to end this drought? Is Zeke going to be the guy to kind of lead the rushing game? Like, are the pieces in place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they are. Um, and, you know, it's really – I'm not sure, you know, how to address the problems from last year exactly. I think, you know, that's obviously a job for Coach McCarthy and all those guys. But, um, you know, if they if they just do what they did from the season before and, and keep bringing in, uh, you know, another great draft class and, and more, uh, you know, free agents, I think uh, – we definitely got a shot to win a Super Bowl. We should we should have a shot to win a Super Bowl every year with with those type of guys that you just named. So, mm-hmm. it really, just comes down to executing in in the playoffs and uh, you know just giving ourselves a shot to to get there. And you know, I think you know maybe the the biggest problem from last year was all the penalties. Yeah. So I think uh, you know definitely got to get those penalty numbers down and stop you know stop beating ourselves. I feel like we really beat ourselves more than anyone beat us. So, uh, you know, just kind of clean that stuff up. And, you know, I don't see why we can't win the Super Bowl next year at all. You mentioned penalties. And actually between Schultz, Jarwin, and Sprinkle, you were the only one out of those that didn't have a penalty on the season. Is that a little (laughs) bit of a carrot that you hold over their head? Like, look at me. I didn't I wasn't the penalized. I didn't get penalized at all. (laughs) <laughs> no, I actually didn't even know that, but uh, obviously, you learn something new every day, bro. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I don't want to get penalties. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, McCarthy always says he can live with the combative penalties. You know, the DPIs, the OPIs, stuff like that. But you know, still things like offsides, false starts, like 
all the all the dumb penalties we just got it we got to cut those for sure and um you know really i feel like what if we did that we'd definitely be fine have a lot more opportunities to uh to win and and be a better team for it for sure you now you played your college home games in the big house and we've seen some pro players that come into the league and they kind of poo poo the the nfl um experience and the fans aren't as loud as college did you have a have you been in a stadium maybe at&t maybe an opposing stadium that kind of rivaled the atmosphere you heard in college yeah i would say i mean at&t can get pretty loud for sure um I'd say I mean, it was different my my rookie year with the COVID and everything. I have no fans, so um, I like I know we played Seattle my my rookie year with no fans, and that was very weird. But I've heard that that place can rock. <laughs> um, but I'll say this: last year we went to Minnesota, and that got pretty loud for sure. You also went to um, Kansas City too. Kansas City had to be loud too, right? Yeah, uh, I mean it was loud. It's. Minnesota being inside, I felt like it was That's a little true. louder. Um, but no, Kansas City did definitely got pretty loud. Um, but I, I just feel like, especially on with our offense, we're we use so much on the ball stuff um, with signals and and hand signals from Dak and stuff like that. So um, I feel like when it's very loud, we we still can run our offense and do everything that we need to do just because. Uh, like we literally have a signal for almost every play in our playbook. And I know Dak takes a lot of pride in, in that stuff. And, um, you know, it's kind of, kind of his signals, you know, he can do whatever he wants to do. And, um, we have a lot of meetings weekly on, on just learning the signals that he wants to use for certain plays and stuff like that. So, um, even when it is loud in other stadiums, I, I feel like we're, we're still pretty prepared. Do you think that you know it's it's funny you should say that because I, I'm I'm looking at Dak this past year especially and I feel like he's turning into like a mini Peyton Manning like just change like just so many signals at the line is is his system his signals those those are all just like kind of I don't know the word I'm saying easy to learn and, and obtain like in, like he's never confusing you on the field right I mean he's he's talking a lot out there <laughs> yeah no he he tries to keep it as simple as possible and obviously it's no NFL like. NFL offenses aren't simple, but he definitely right, right. tries to uh, <laughs> tries to dumb it down any way he can. And um, you know, it, it's it's hard to learn. Uh, like we have at least two meetings a week, uh, just just four signals, and mm-hmm. um, you know he leads that. And uh, but I feel like once once you really get them down, like we don't have to switch them up too much, except for the ones that maybe got caught on the tv cameras and we used a couple times a week before and we'll just switch a couple to a different one and then maybe switch them back later in the year so it's not too bad once you get kind of all the signals down and he tries to keep them the same if he can speaking of the offense it seems like lately kellen moore's been using more 12 personnel um in the offense do you think that's just because of how deep the tight end room is in dallas what i mean we have you, Schultz, Jarwin. Is it just because Moore realizes how, just how deep this room is and he wants to use all the weapons he has? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think he does a great job of, of spreading the ball around and, and getting, you know, a lot of different people involved on the offense. Um, you know, I think – I forget the record, but I want to say that uh, this, this last season we had more touchdowns thrown – to uh, 
different people than ever before. Just yeah. receivers, tight ends, running backs, um, offensive you know, linemen. <laughs> yeah, often you know Terrence Steele. <laughs> uh, so really, he does a great job of kind of spreading the ball around and 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 getting everyone their targets and, and utilizing you know their different skills. Um, so you know, I'm I'm definitely happy about that. <laughs> it gets me in the game more. So. <laughs> Um, and you know, using 12 personnel just, just gives a lot of different, uh, things you can do on offense than in 11. Um, you know, you might get base personnel to 12 and then you can spread the tight ends out and, and get good looks in the passing game. And, you know, if they're running nickel to 12, then you just run the ball down their throat. So, um, it, it's definitely good to, to use 12 personnel for sure. Sean, definitely man, not biased being a tight end. You said it before I could have like, well, you know, yeah. I think it's going to favor you anyway. Uh, man, this has been an incredible uh, conversation. We want to thank you very much for joining the first and 10 podcast right here in the blog and the boys podcast network. We actually, you know, we're very, there was a bitter, sour taste in a lot of our mouths, but after talking to members of the media and now talking to you, there's some more optimism. I can, I mean, I can speak for the two of those guys, the other guys. I think there's a little bit more optimism heading into 2022 uh, with you on the field. And, um, you know, again, man, thank you so much for coming on, man. I hope you had a good time with us. I hope we didn't bore you to death. You know, I hope, I hope, we, I hope we did all right for you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it was good to be on for sure. So I appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. All right. So that's Sean McEwen of the Dallas Cowboys tight end room. He's, you know, like I said, learning and growing and entering year three. So this has been another episode of the first and 10 podcast for Dave Sturt show, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis. We will see you guys next week. 